set. Places, everybody. And action. Hi, guys. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two Black women discuss movies. I'm Brittany. And I'm Ashley. And on this week's episode, we're doing something very different. Um, We're bringing you all our 2020 year in review. (laughs) You seem so stressed when you said that. I mean, 2020. What can we say? It was ugly. It was a nightmare. It started off strong. And then it dealt, it just dealt, well, I don't know. Maybe if you weren't paying that much attention to what was happening around the world, I, I guess you could probably say it started off really strong, but. I mean, things went left, but you know. Real quickly. (laughs) Immediately. (laughs) Like like in February. (laughs) You know. Oh God. Here we are. It's December. Yes. We we made it through. Um, we are here. Um, and we're we're here to talk about um, some different things. We're just not bringing you a, another movie to talk about. Um, we noticed like um, a couple years ago we did an episode where we like kind of wrapped up was it like 2018 yeah i want to say it was our first um like our first year uh we decided to do i think like die hard was our christmas movie and then we just did 2020 um year, or not 2020 2018 year in review where we just kind of talked about all the movies that we had watched at um over the year and then kind of what we were kind of looking forward to and like shit that we liked we didn't like um i actually listened to i listened to some of it today just to get some ideas of some questions to ask um and girl why were we talking about the flash <laughs> like grant giston <sighs> no like like the like, like the Ezra- Miller. Yeah, like Ezra Miller's Flash, <laughs> and how it was never coming out, and I said it wasn't going to come out till 2021, and I <laughs> I think I looked the other day, because I was just like, let me take this off my list, because it's been a long time. I put this on my list in like 2017. Girl, that movie, I think, was listed for like 2022, and I was like, hang it up, flat screen. It's that right. is never it's happening. It's done. It's done. People got things to do. Mm. Wow. You know, it was not in that lineup of movies that was supposed to be dropping. Wow. Either. I don't think. So I never, I haven't heard nothing about it. So, um, yeah, it was very interesting to hear, just to hear us talk about our, like our first year and kind of like what we had done and stuff like that. You know, we were little babies. We were podcast babies. Um, so it was very interesting to see. I don't know why we didn't do that last year. I think we just had like, we found like two movies that worked well together. Mm-hmm. So we didn't do, um, a year in review, but we're back 
and we've been inspired um, a little bit by some of the stuff we did this year, mainly doing um, a couple interviews. So we decided, rather than just spit out what... (laughs) spit out what we kind of did this year because I mean it was a hard year for everybody and especially movies um we just decided we're gonna talk to each other yeah interview each other um damn you know what too man when you said I'm Brittany and I was gonna say I'm Ashley I was actually gonna say I'm and I'm James Lipton and I'm James Lipton (laughs) inside the actor's studio but fuck I forgot (laughs) Well, yeah, this is our Inside the Actors Studio episode featuring ourselves. Yeah. Uh, um, so if you've listened for a while, like you might know a little bit about us, but here's your chance to learn more, I guess. And, yeah. you know, this could be interesting. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, I mean, this is us kind of shooting the shit. So if you want us to, like, actually talk about a movie, like, I mean, please go and listen to the, like, I don't know how many. What episode are we on? We are on 59, and I feel like there's actually more than that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we put out a lot of episodes. <laughs> so if you're if you're not interested in learning more about us, girl, it's fine. Um, <laughs> but if you want to, I mean, you know, I feel like we're pretty open on I'm pretty open on Twitter about what I'm watching usually so um of course Letterboxd too I'm pretty active on Letterboxd um talking a lot of shit usually so it's just a little bit of that here um so Mm -hmm. we're gonna gonna talk about ourselves um but also in the context of movies um and of course talk about like certain things that we watched this year because even though we didn't get to go to the theaters and even though everything was basically canceled um, that didn't stop us from watching movies and stop us from bringing you that content. So I feel like we'll have, um, some good answers. If not, um, I mean the power of editing. Yeah. <laughs> Ashley can based. make that magic. Listen, I'll be back here like the Sorcerer's Apprentice. <laughs> just, <laughs> just doing shit, hoping it works. <laughs> so... But I guess I'm supposed to start. I'm going to ask Brittany first. So we're going to try to figure out um, how we're going to do this, too, because this is the first time we've actually interviewed each other as well. Um, so this should be, again, a hoot and a holler. So yes. <laughs> we were pressing both buttons on the soda machine for hoot and holler. <laughs> <laughs> so... My first question for Brittany was, who are you and what do you do? So I'm Brittany and I am a part-time writer. And by part-time, I mean never. Um, full-time <laughs> okay. procrastinator. And that is why I am a part-time writer. Okay. Um, <laughs> child, it's been a minute since I've written anything. Oh, God. Eventually, I will get back into it. Eventually. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am also um, a menace, <laughs> as Ashley knows. <laughs> and what about you, Ashley? Who are you? Who are you at your core? And what do you do? <laughs> okay. Um, so, I mean, 
I feel like I've mentioned this before, but this is for all the new ones. I'm going to pretend like I've never talked about myself on the podcast at all. So I am a... Sorry, my dog just came in. (laughs) So I'm a designer. Um, I live in Dallas currently, um, soon to change in the new year. Um, But I work... um, I did work in advertising. Now I do more in-house kinds of stuff. Um, so, you know, if you need a logo, if you need something designed, I'm your girl. Now, do I have time to do it right now? No. But, like, that's basically my my specialty. Um, I guess in the terms of the podcast, I, you know, of course, co-host. Um, if you've ever gotten a reply from uh the you know our twitter or on instagram or an email from um us i probably wrote it um you know i'll make some threads here and there uh you know i do like editing i feel like i guess my well if we have like official terms Brittany would be like the menace and i'm like the creative director (laughs) or something (laughs) but i do a lot of like our design and stuff like that so you know, Black Girl Film Club has become like my little design baby where, um, you know, I really kind of put in a lot of effort trying to like make it sound really good because, you know, it's just us two. We're not backed by anybody. We don't have any like, you know, super huge, monstrous corporate um, backing that's like, here, we'll do all the work for you. So, you know, we handle it a lot ourselves. So, um, yeah, if you've ever, like, again, like I said, um, any type of interaction, and Brittany does too. Brittany talks to people too. But, um, yeah, I'm always on, you know, our Instagram and stuff kind of, you know, trying to post and, um, you know, stay current with the kids. (laughs) And that's kind of, that's really my job here. Um, And that's kind of what I do in my daily life. So Ashley also came up with a really great question. And I love this one. And I want to ask her it. So I'm going to ask her. So snatch my question. Yeah, snatch my question. I'm I'm going to take it because like, it's a good question. Snatched. Okay. Because you like, okay. So what's the best part of hosting the podcast? I mean, okay. <laughs> See, I was ready to ask you this question. And no, I think about it because you okay. just finished talking, so I want to like go back and <laughs> forth with it. <laughs> no, it's cool. So, um, I mean, the best part about hosting the podcast, obviously, is talking to Brittany because, like, me and Brittany have been friends for girl, I don't even know <laughs> a hot say, like, minute. I want to say at this point, maybe ten years, if not nine or ten I want to say I'm trying to remember I'd have to go back all the way back on tumblr or something to figure out when we started like um interacting and we just actually just happened to find each other by chance so um you're listening to two people who have spent most of their friendship interacting online (laughs) um which is why we make so many like memes jokes and shit like that because our entire friendship has been basically been through our wi-fi connections um and so definitely talking to you i also like the the 
I don't know. It's kind of weird. I was thinking about this earlier when I was like coming up with these questions. Um, it's very uh, a, a new thing for me to like to have like a space where I can actually give my opinion on something um, where I'm not like constantly interrupted <laughs> or like not being listened to. I mean, like, you know, we're constantly talking to the void <laughs> and I usually kind of in order not to like have a, a genuine freak out of like overthinking it. I'm just like, we're just talking to the void. Like nobody gives a shit. And then it, it comes, it, you know, it's a lot easier, I guess, rather than just being worried that like we're going to be scrutinized um, at any, even, any given point. So I feel like the one of the really cool parts of the podcast is being able to talk about something that I'm interested in in detail and in depth to somebody who is also interested in the same thing. Um, because most of my immediate friends, we're not really, it's very weird. We're not really into the same things, which makes me kind of constantly wonder why I'm friends <laughs> or how we're friends because we, we get along, but like, I feel like I'm the most movie obsessed out of most of my like immediate, like good, good friends. Um, not including like you and Davlin, but like, you know, people I've kind of grown up with and stuff. So I think, you know, having this little space has been really cool. Um, it's kind of taught me a lot about like, um, I mean, about like, quote unquote, public speaking. <laughs> I'm not really like a public speaker either. Um, so that's been really kind of almost cringe <laughs> Sometimes when I go back to the audio and I'm like, girl, what are you talking about? Um, but also just the way that we built like this little community. I feel like we have slowly started to like find, you know, people that really kind of like listen to us and like will interact with us. And people have asked us for recommendations. Nobody has ever asked me for any recommendations for any <laughs> for anything. And so it's almost like a little like a little like uh, nerve wracking when somebody's like, oh, like, what do you like? Have you seen this movie? Like, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, shit. Like, you actually <laughs> give a shit. And I'm over here watching like, you know, random bullshit. And somebody actually genuinely is interested in like what I have to say about something. It's a very kind of it's a new space to be in. I promise I won't let it go to my head. No power trips over here. But um I feel like those are kind of the really cool things about hosting this podcast. I feel like we're constantly affirmed that we're doing a, a good job and a good thing by the people who listen to us. And so that's, that makes it cool. That makes it like really cool. Cause I don't expect to ever be like internationally famous off the podcast. I just want like a really fun place that we can talk about shit that we like that other people also may find themselves liking as well. And a very long-winded answer. <laughs> um, what I enjoy, like, for me, the best part about hosting the podcast is very similar to your answer. Like, I enjoy talking to you about movies. Like, that is the the whole point of it. Um, I really enjoy um, learning different things from you. And I like, for example, like learning more about the movie itself, learning more about like the costume designers or like who put these things together to give like film certain aesthetics. Um, I like discussing those things. I like discussing little 
tiny details about films and having someone to discuss those things with who is as, who is as interested in them as me. Um, cause you don't really find that everywhere. Like people may not be interested in Selena, um, Kyle's pink apartment in her Murphy bed that pops down in her hello there, hell here, neon light. Like it looks pretty, but they don't care about like all the details there. Um, so I'm, that is like the best part of the podcast for me. And also I do enjoy that we're building this community, um, from nothing. <laughs> like, yeah, this is nothing. This was pitched from an idea. Like this was, Hey, Ashley, do you want to do a podcast? Like, yeah, this is like, it. I don't know. I don't know how to do that, but let's do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's do it. And it started from us. I feel like trying to talk about what was that Peter Jackson movie that one time? Uh, Brain Dead, Dead Alive. Yes. I, I have the MP3 somewhere. I am. I think it'd be really fun to like one day drop like a like just like, oh, listen to us, baby podcasters although i don't even know what the fuck we said so maybe we should like re-record <laughs> <laughs> we should re-record because i was also in my old apartment then and like <laughs> i know that the audio probably sounded like ass so like, maybe we should re-record it um so yeah that was yeah that was our first one and we just kind of were like we don't know what the fuck we're doing but let's just talk about it yeah like this is it's from the ground up we like we stayed low and we built and we- <laughs> Why was I like the best fucking, I don't know where that person is, but I salute, salute to the bullshit. Cause I know you were bullshitting some girl <laughs> on that one, but <laughs> oh man, do you know the, 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 the iconic <laughs> stay low and bill bitch. <laughs> oh my God. And, and we're continuing to build and we really like, I really appreciate it. Like, I I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very interesting, I guess. Because this is our... We started the podcast in 2017, but we didn't drop our first episode until 2018. Mm-hmm. So technically, um, it's like three years. Yeah, yeah. I, the other day, uh, I think it was like... In, September, I think I logged on to Twitter and I looked at the, um, we had a little notification and it was our three year Twitter anniversary. I almost posted it and I was like, girl, who cares? We're going through some things right now. I don't know what was happening back in September. I was like, yeah, who cares? <laughs> so, but I was like, it's nice to know because I was like, I don't even remember when we, we have like our, um, I guess our like, our Google Hangout or whatever is so long <laughs> that I have no idea. I think I like scrolled back maybe to like figure out, you know, what, how we kind of, you know, what was the conversation like? I just kind of remember being like, everything sucks. Um, I hate men and, and film critics, male film critics, I guess. <laughs> so I was like, can we please do something? Cause there's people making me sick. So. And here we are. And here we are. Since you swipe my question, do I get to ask you a question? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Since you, you went and stole my shit. Right from under me. 
Um, okay. So this is kind of like a general, I don't know. I've picked a lot of like weird, you know, sort of almost like desert island kind of questions. Mm-hmm. But this is one I think about a lot for myself personally. Um, is if you could have one director direct your life, who would you pick and why? Ari Aster. <laughs> Something in the milk ain't clean with that man. Like, is not right. Like, something is off, is not right. And I feel like that uh, is what my life is most times. Oh like, it is dark. Parts of it is funny. It'd be perfect. Me and Ari link up. So is this, like, your life from, like, from birth till now? Or is this your life from, um, like, from about, like... The age of 45 until... <laughs> <laughs> you know. me at, Being a woman in my mid to late 40. <laughs> <laughs> she swears she's middle age. She swears. Oh, I feel like probably from like like my teen years into bitch. Like I almost had like three, three final destinations the other morning. So, oh no, yes, like I almost final destination like three times the other morning on my way to work, and I was like, oh, all right, let's keep moving. No, it was dry. It was sunny. And I was oh, like, Lord. ah, pretty girl, let's get it together. That's, that's, the, that's exactly when you would final destination and on, a, on a regular day. One time, I mean, one time I was listening to uh, Don't Fear the Reaper, driving behind a log truck, and it was it was a lot. So I think in Ari Aster, uh, Brittany Redacted <laughs> film would be quite interesting. Or like Robert Eggers, like oh, so you'd go like, would you go like real like medieval with the with the script too, with the with the dialogue? No, it would be like it would have a weird trippy vibe, but it can't have flashing lights, obviously. But uh, <laughs> it would well, yes. be kind of trippy and kind of surreal, but right. like. Because, like, when I was watching The Lighthouse and you know how um, William Defoe was saying, like, all that bullshit, like, I, that yes, that speech, that is some shit that I would say to somebody on a regular basis. Like, you would curse them, like, um, like uh, the, the, the flying Dutchman, basically? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I would. And then my re- other reaction would also be looking like, what the fuck is happening? Like, Robert Pattinson. So, like... I, I would also allow my life to be directed by him, too. Okay. I mean, I feel like that would be... Honestly, I'm waiting for them to team up and do something um, quite chaotic, I feel like. <gasps> what happened? Oh, or the Safties. Okay. Oh, you scared me. <laughs> I was like, what happened? Now, the Safties... I feel like that's gonna be a lot of like running, a lot of a lot of fast, um, a lot of fast paced action. And all I do be, I be sleeping. So yeah, could you imagine like that soundtrack from like Good Time or Uncut Gems? 
being played while you're asleep. Just taking a nap. <laughs> yeah, all that that heavy John Carpenter sense. <laughs> no. You'd be anxious as fuck while I'm just sleep. <laughs> Shaking in your sleep. Your, heart, your heart's pounding. Good grief. No. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> lull me to sleep. So sorry, lull me to sleep. Robert Eggers be having some intense music too. Oh. I don't feel like Ari Aster really does a whole lot with music necessarily. Um, but yeah, them two over there. Ari, uh, not Ari, Robert and the Safties both. Um, oh, God. No, thank you. Did you know there was a Midsummer um, soundtrack that I missed out on? Oh, wait, you told me. I'm I'm very upset, actually. Oh, you could have been the May Queen. I could have been the May Queen. I could have had my little, like, what is it, like a lyre or something. <laughs> <laughs> the one they play the little stringed instrument. <clears throat> so, I don't even know if they had played lyres. I don't even know. I don't even remember. But, damn, I missed out. I think that'd be fun, though. I think we should contact Ari Aster. Tell him to get on that. Cause I don't know what he's. What is he doing next? Do you know? I don't he's know. Quiet. I think like when Midsummer came out, I think he said he wanted to do like a comedy, but I don't know if I trust his comedy. Like it's gonna I, be a black comedy. Yeah, that seems interesting. It's like dark humor. Mm. I mean, you're talking to us, like. <laughs> I joke about dying like five times a day. <laughs> like, I feel like Ari Aster, like that's on our level of humor. Yeah. Which is unfortunate because it's not funny. So a lot of it is very dramatic. Yes. He, a lot of it's very dramatic. Something is not right. Like it's, it's not right. He's not- like a nice guy in his, in his interviews. I like, like reading I like that one. I forgot he did like an um an AMA on Reddit, and somebody said, "Where are you gonna set your next movie?" He said, "Like at an Olive Garden or like a Cheesecake Factory or something <laughs> like that." And I was like, "Perfect," because the Cheesecake Factory menu haunts me as well. Ooh, it's so robust. Much it's, it's you could eat anything at a Cheesecake Factory, and it's literally all spaghetti with just different toppings. I was like, I can make spaghetti. What are you oh, giving me? You know how I feel about spaghetti. <laughs> um, in, a, in, a, in a bucket with lots of sauce. Oh, love it. So cold that it's probably congealed into like some sort of solid mass. I love spaghetti. Okay. Like, like um, what's that shit called? SpaghettiOs? Not oh, SpaghettiO. Shit. Not SpaghettiO. Not canned No, but it was like that consistency of sauce to pasta ratio. Oh, my God. They gave you a lot of sauce. Oh, it wasn't good. I love it. <laughs> <That's> disgusting. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> next question. No, what is your director? Who would oh, you shit. pick to direct oh. your life and why? Oh, this is fun. Okay. Um. So, like I said, I thought about this question a lot. I would personally do a collab, like you did. I would do a collab between David Fincher. And Tarsem Singh. Tarsem Singh directed The Cell 
and um, The Fall, and he directed like Lady Gaga's like last video, I think, um, for nine one one. Um, he's, you know, he's very opulent. His shit usually does not make any sense, which is why I would have David Fincher come and bring up the rear for some plot <laughs> and some, um, you know, some, well, not closure. I wouldn't say closure, but you know, like a, a good structure, um, because Tarsum's, I feel like Tarsum, if you let him go on, he will go on forever. <laughs> so, um, you know, he needs somebody to rein him in, so. Something opulent yet fucked up <laughs> would be, even I don't think my life would be very David Fincher at all. I feel like he would find me very boring. I mean, he could make it interesting. He could make it interesting. I recently, I think this year was the year I, I well, fuck, he put out Mank, so never mind. I was going to say this is finally the year that I collected all the Infinity Stones and watched all of David Fincher's um, movies. Um, cause I finally, uh, I think it's like HBO has all the alien movies on there, even though he does not count alien three. Is it alien mm, three? I, I think, think. A- I want to say it's alien three. He doesn't see it for that movie. He literally says I've directed like 10 movies. <laughs> He's directed 11. <laughs> He's like, Oh yeah. That other one. Mm. I think he's even on like camera being like, fuck Fox. <laughs> this shit sucks. So, um, yeah, everybody, I don't know. We've never did. We've never done a David Fincher movie um, on here. I would like to put one film, two films, my two favorites on the table for eventual coverage. They mm-hmm. are number what? Seven. And then also with my girl, Amy Do. I I'm I'm ready for us to do a Gone Girl. I'm ready for us to do it. I don't know what would would, because I actually I've only seen that movie once, and that was in the theater. I don't think I've ever watched it again, and that was a long time ago. I rewatched it like two weeks ago. Girl, amazing Amy. Yeah, and I see, and everybody has their whole. I love that monologue, and I'm always like. <laughs> her character in general i listen once she's spitting that girl's drink and i was like okay i'm not on your side and you know what you know what that drink was what was it it was a mountain dew <laughs> i was gonna say wasn't she in the backwoods or somewhere that's it like was the, a mountain the classic dew. stereotype of like country bumpkins love some mountain dew i was offended <laughs> She hawked a, she didn't even spit in that girl's thing. She hawked a loogie and spit in that girl's fucking drink. And I was like, oh, you're one of those. (laughs) Oh, I don't, I don't know how bad I feel anymore. Now I'm conflicted. I was like, I definitely don't feel bad for Ben Affleck, but I I don't know. Y'all might deserve each other. And guess what? (laughs) They low-key did. (laughs) That would be a good one to, to talk about in terms of evil women well not evil i guess anti-heroes on screen or whatever i'm chat i just consider i don't know how to describe amazing baby because she's very complicated that's like i mean you can't you can't say she's one-dimensional or flat she's definitely a complicated woman but i was like um something is not curling all the way over i was like in these brain cells (laughs) 
amazing Amy, we doing all this for Ben Affleck? Oh, Flat booty Ben. He has no ass. I seen it in this film. So let's let's oh, yeah, think about in this. The shower. Yeah. Let's think about it. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And I love how David Fincher talks so much shit about Ben Affleck. Saying. <laughs> Talk about he was being difficult because I wanted him to wear a Yankees hat. And I was like, you know, that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> so he'd rather you burn him at the stake than put on a Yankees hat. And uh, he's calling him, you know, so unprofessional. And ugh. And yeah, I, I, um, I really like David Fincher's movie. He has like a distinct style that I think is really good and really kind of, um, I felt like it's a lot, a lot different from maybe his peers. Like I always feel like I know I'm watching a David Fincher movie rather than like, I don't feel like I can mistake his movies for somebody else. Of course, somebody can come around here and be like, well, actually, but like for me personally, (laughs) I think his movies are very, um, stylistic, but also work in a lot of different genres because I mean, he's kind of known for doing more thrillers, but then like, um, Curious Gave us a Benjamin Button, um, was an interesting watch because I literally sat there and was like, something bad's going to (laughs) happen. This is a David Fincher movie, so something bad has to happen. And then it was fine. <laughs> I mm. mean, it was sad, but it was it was like, you know, I'm thinking somebody's going to get, like, you know, their head cut off or something, which is not what happens in that book at all. <laughs> That's not what happens at all. But, yeah. Um, yeah, those two together, Tarsim and David Fincher, would probably never be in the same room with each other, especially now that I've read how um, – the best way to describe it is anal <laughs> about things that David Fincher is about the most minute details. Um, that would never work, but I would like to see them try mm. fight for my love. Mm. <laughs> fight for my love. Especially since all this comes, they're doing all this stuff about like Mank. Like I, that article made me kind of like upset for him. Cause I was like, it's not, it's not that serious. I mean, it's, it's, release the grip release your grip sir <laughs> and i was like you um if i watch this movie and i catch something because i've already seen like the you know stills from mank or whatever and i'm not really like, interested in, in it or gary Oldman or citizen kang um but gary Oldman looks so like blown out and like white that i'm like is this on purpose did you do this on purpose i would like to like formally ask you but unfortunately david fincher is not on the internet's like that. Mm. And he never will be. He's been coming. I love when he comes and does his interviews and then just like goes away for like six years or whatever. <laughs> Ooh, a lifestyle. It is a lifestyle. Also, he's a Virgo. Oh. So shout out to our chaotic selves. Once mm. you find that out and you read about him, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I see it. Mm. <laughs> and his hundreds of takes or whatever. I see it. So, Yeah. So I have a, another question since we're talking about directors and you kind of mentioned it in your response to the question that you posed to me. Which director's filmography have you visited or revisited this year? And which are you planning on visiting next year? Oh, that's a good question. Because I don't know. <laughs> um, who have I revisited this year? 
I don't know if I've revisited anybody like as a full body of work. I haven't really done like a full like scope of like I've I've watched everything that you've done because a lot of these movies I haven't watched in a while. Like if I was to pick out David Fincher, like I haven't seen Gone Girl since I saw it in the theater. So like in like six years, I haven't seen Social Network in a long time because I was on Tumblr when that movie dropped. Um, I don't need to see that movie ever again because I feel like I would know it backwards and forwards by now. Um, and Fight Club. You know, I was actually thinking about revisiting Fight Club as like a fully realized adult woman. Um, oh, that should be interesting. It would be very interesting because of the, it's kind of in that weird sort of maybe upswing again. Cause Nike, I feel like when it started, you know, people liked it. And then it had that huge downturn of like people being like, this movie sucks. If you like this movie, it sucks. Like you suck. And even David Fincher has said, um, if my daughter, met a, a, a boy who said like Fight Club was his favorite movie I would tell her do not talk to him and so um that's pretty interesting to hear from the guy who directed it and now I feel like it's kind of on like an upswing again where um people are kind of like it's the movie's not bad it's just people's interpretation of the movie is bad and you can apply that to a lot of people uh, a lot sorry a lot of different movies um I will say, though, I bought Agnes Varda's box set. Actually, did not buy it. I actually asked for it for my birthday um, and said if I didn't get it, it would ruin my day. <laughs> so I have it. <laughs> and um, I have been slowly working through that. I need to go back. Um, it's really hard for me to, like, not do multiple things while I'm watching a movie at home, which is why I don't like watching movies at home. And so um, I haven't been able... And her movies are mostly... I would say almost all in French. Um, no, there's like a couple. I feel like she's got like one or two English language ones. But yeah, she's got like a career that's spanned or spanned. I want to say like almost 70 years. She made a hmm. lot of movies. Um, I think her first movie came out in like the early 50s or something. Hmm. Mid to early 50s. And so and she just died like... Uh, was it last year she was like 90 or something like that and so she did she worked all the time and she didn't do like feature films she did like tourism so she's got even like like it's all of her everything she ever like put to film like her daughter kind of collected them um and you know did this beautiful box set and so i've been trying to work through those but i want to give it like my full attention so it's taking me a while because I know myself, if I just try to like force myself to watch a movie, um, I will look up and it's over. <laughs> I'll look down for two seconds and it's the movie's over. So, um, yeah, that's who I've been kind of trying to work through. And then, I don't know, when that Wong Kar Wai box set drops, oh. <laughs> it's a wrap for you, hoes. <laughs> I need to go add that to my cart. I don't even want to know how much it was because this one was expensive. It's on sale for 30% off right now. It's $140 when the sale is off, which it ends on December 23rd. Um, at the time of this recording, it's going to be $200. Oh, my chance. Yeah, I feel like that was kind of what Agnes's 
Agnes Varda's box set was, but I was like, it's like a, like, it's a fuck ton of movies. So like, you're getting a lot of things. You're getting our shorts, you're getting your all these things. And I don't, I think, I haven't looked at all the things that are in the, in the Wonka Ray box set. Um, I know what is on there, which is 2046. So mm-hmm. I can have that in my personal possession. Um, and the Grandmaster, the good version. No. So, oh, no, it is, I thought. Um, they or was did. it not the good version? I don't. Did they put that? Hold on. Let me put it up because it's in my cart right now. <laughs> oh, hold on. I feel like they. I feel like they are putting the Grandmaster on there, but I also want to say too. Criterion be sending me random, um, random, like offers. So that's how I got that box set because my mom would have been like, "Hell no, girl." <laughs> so it is going to be. As Tears Go By, Days of Being Wild, which is interesting. I like that movie. Chunking Express, Fallen Angels, Happy Together, In the Mood for Love in 2046. Why don't y'all like the Grandmaster? Why don't why why is everybody coming from my neck in this manner? Hmm. We don't need to see my blueberry nights, but I would like to see the Grandmaster. They're doing that world of Wong Kar Way thing though. This month, I think the Grandmaster is supposed to drop on the 17th. So, ooh, like in a few days, actually. Mm. I have no idea how much it is, but it's supposed to be like his version, like not the Harvey Weinstein butchered version. So, um, I'm very, very, very excited to watch that. But yeah, I would say Varda. And then I'm not really sure who next. Um, maybe I'll pick somebody old. Maybe I'll pick like like Hitchcock or something. Or like a Fellini or, or somebody. Because I don't know. I haven't really watched like a block of someone's filmography in like a while. Um, and so, yeah. Hmm. I guess for you, same question. I'm, I'm assuming it's going to be Wonka Way. No, I've already done that. Okay. Um, for that's what I did last year. Also, <laughs> that was fun. I watched most of these films featured in that box set. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm done with that. <laughs> Going to buy it, do it again. Um, I think the next step for me is probably going to be. I don't know. I'm a I'm a freestyle. I think. I don't know. I, I know I want to watch Miss 45 because um, I watched um, Bad Lieutenant earlier this year. And that was really interesting. I feel like to me, um, and that was directed by Abel Ferrara. Um, so is Miss 45. Um, so I wanted to visit his filmography. Um, and a lot of that film was very chaotic, and that was my first time watching that, um, mm-hmm. Bat Lieutenant. And I was like, okay, so I feel like um, Uncut Gems probably was inspired by this film. Um, <laughs> that I, I feel like some inspiration was taken there. So that's probably up next for me. Okay, so I just heard about King of New York, and this is by the same director. Why are there nuns in both of these? <laughs> this nun is a thing for nuns. 
I don't know. None. Nuns appear in a lot, a, a lot of his works. So maybe he would. Oh, and I also yeah, and I've watched his version of um, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That's he directed the one from the early nineties. Okay. That takes place at like a military base. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking through. I don't really recognize a lot of these um, films, and I haven't heard of Bad Lieutenant, but this is like Harvey Keitel, right? Mm-hmm. So it okay. is. He plays a cop with an addiction who has a gambling problem. Oh, okay. <laughs> Safties, here we come. So, it was it was it was an interesting. I I enjoyed the film. Okay, yeah. No, I haven't I haven't heard of these at all. So, all right. I yeah. guess he likes um. I guess he likes Harvey Keitel too. Growing up, Madonna. <laughs> Madonna's not in there. That one. She's in something called Dangerous Game. Hmm. Which is actually on Tubi right now, apparently. Let me write that down. He's got a few of these movies on Tubi. Um, yeah. And I think Miss 45. Oh, Miss 45 is on Tubi, apparently. If you're looking to watch that. Um, yeah. These seem very chaotic. I started Miss 45. I didn't finish it. Um, like last year? Year before last? So I want to finish it. That's a good, you know what? That's a good question that I should add on to the end. I'm putting it on the end. Like, do I ever finish movies? <laughs> yes. Which movies have you not finished that you didn't mean to finish? Girl, I, what are we ever going to talk about? Um, What is that movie? What's that movie? Now that I thought about it, I forgot it. Is um, it something I turned off? No, I think you just haven't finished it, but I can't remember who the hell was in it. What's the one with the guy from Legion? And he Oh, in... I finished that this year. Oh god. The guest? Yes. Why well, I think I was thinking something I could not What is that man's name? Dan Stevens. That is okay. I kept thinking Daniel and then I kept thinking something with a G and it was not connecting. <laughs> My brain was not connecting. It took me a six, long time. Six years. I literally watched it, like started watching it when it was like released all at the house. And <laughs> I turned it off halfway through because I was like, you know what? My attention is done. But guess uh, what? I, I watched the whole thing this year. Like I finished it. You. I know why you start watching it too. I see who's in this movie. Who in it? Cause I heard Embrys apparently. Oh, Lil Bay in there, yeah. He Candace Patton was in it. That's crazy. She was in it. I think like barely, like you know, like a little. There's not that many. This is not like a a a very large cast. So, um, but apparently, yeah, she was in it very very briefly. Mm, I I forgot I finished that. Mm. Yeah. Um. Damn, it did take me six years to watch a movie. It took you fucking forever. I think that was one of the first movies I put like on our list of like, this is a movie that we're going to watch. And I don't really have a good pairing for it off the top of my head. Um, I got one. Which is it? Upgrade. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's I think that was I think we've talked about this then. Mm, mm. Like we should obviously watch Upgrade and, mm, mm. and Dance. Oh, not Dance. Upgrade and the guest. Listen, he looked really good in the movie. I don't really do blondes. That's why I was like, is he hot? And then everything else I see him in, I'm like, mm, maybe not. Well, in Legion, I don't think you can make the right. Like, no, but I seen him in other stuff. Like when I was watching him in that movie with my girl, I was like, oh, I don't he know. wasn't that bad in that one. He was. I didn't even realize that was him. I think it's because his hair is so dark in that movie. And I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, but my and, girl, and her smell. My girl was doing her thing. I was like, oh, oh yeah, no, nobody was paying attention to him. This was a, this was a, an Elizabeth. This is Elizabeth's show. She was having her moment. I don't know why. Like, that movie did not get nearly enough attention like I thought it was going to. The talent. My girl. She's very talented. My girl. Uh, the talent. She, she was having me. You know what? I said that movie. I wanted to pair that with Sound of the Metal, but I don't think those two go together. But you know what movie it would go together with is that fucking insane movie with um with Natalie Portman? It's Black Two Box Lux. Oh, Box Lux, girl. Oh, I also turned that off. <laughs> oh, you know that was the right decision because that was insanity. That was uh, absolute insanity. I made it through. I was like, oh, okay, so this is about that, and I was like, okay, having. But then it doesn't. It goes completely. A completely different direction. Like it has nothing to do with that after. And it was like after being, it happens, being in situations, like potential yeah, situations, it, being a little it, shaken up, like uh-uh, it literally, turn it off. It literally has nothing to do with that. If you if you passed, if you fast forwarded through that, you would never know that happened. Oh, in the rest of the movie, it's very like I was like, what the fuck was the point of this? <laughs> Like, I think they might mention it, but it never comes up again. She doesn't have, like, any sort of weird, like, PTSD or anything. It has nothing to do with anything. They go off and decide to be Britney Spears. Mm. Basically. Because. Like, with a Mac, like with a Max Martin type, like, Swedish, you know, production kind of situation where they go and make some terrible pop songs. Them pop songs are aw- absolutely awful. Oh. Yeah. I was like, oh, no, no, no. We are turning it off because I can't do this. Yeah, I don't understand why. And I was watching it and I was like, Brady Corbett, you all right? No. You okay? What's going on up there? I just thought about one of my favorite movies. But what, Funny Games? Yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. Yeah, I knew. <laughs> I knew. He's always just like... Like the quiet moon faced boy in the back. Mm. But then he wasn't he in mysterious skin too? Yes. <sighs> I thought about that movie today and I was like, oh no. <laughs> I will never watch that again. I've seen it twice. Yeah, yeah. We good. We're good. It's one of those movies that I don't think I'll ever need to watch again, but I think I remember enough about it that I'm like, okay, cool. Hmm. That was when I was in like my deep Joseph Gordon-Levitt phase. Ooh, the early two thousands were rough. Early two thousand tens, I guess, were rough. Thank God we've made it through. <laughs> we're in the roaring twenties. Um, so my question for you now: 
is, I guess this goes along since we're talking about directors. Like, who is your favorite director? Um, I'm going to say Ari Aster. He's one of them. I really <laughs> appreciate his two films. Um, oh, he got all them short films. Yeah, I like, the internet. He, child. I've seen all of them, child. You cannot tell anybody that those you like those. <laughs> I, <laughs> Oh, you want to be on the list for real? <laughs> I do not like all of them. Because mm. I am not going on record to say I like all of them because, mm-mm, no. He, no. No, no, no. If you know which ones he directed, child. <laughs> which movie was I... I'm trying to remember because I watched I watched his, his short movies... Um, like, I think he's got, I want to say he's got three of them. The one watched, about the, like, mansion that, like, it's like a mansion that this girl lives in is kind of interesting. I don't know if I saw that one, but I remember writing a review in, like, on Letterboxd and being, like, I, like, open mouth, like, like, ha-ha, like, guffawed, laughed at a scene, and I was, like, I really wondered what was wrong with me. <laughs> so like a barking laugh and I was like oh no what's wrong but I don't remember which one it was so I can't remember them all I have to go look um, it um, wasn't the one that we were talking <laughs> that, that everybody would automatically think <laughs> because whew, I know I'm not that bad so um honestly okay I have a couple okay I'm gonna give you like top so I okay thanks to you because you introduced me to this director is Juan Carway. okay I love his work it's so like beautiful like it's beautiful I love looking at it I feel it in my heart or where it should be okay um, I just enjoy the aesthetic of the film I love the storytelling I love just I just love the films. I also, okay. So I love his love stories. I love the stories about longing and love. Okay. And then I'm going to get real. And then my favorite directors are also David Cronenberg. Oh God. (laughs) Cronenberg. I like Michael Haneke. And, uh, the works of Eli Roth sometimes they're not good, but they yeah. are. What was the last Eli Roth movie? Wasn't that like Knock Knock? Oh, I turned that off too. He's go- oh god, I can't believe he finished that movie. <laughs> once the white lady movie. showed up, once the white lady showed up at that man door, bothering Keanu, I was like, you know what? This is Tom Poolery. I can't do this. Yeah, it's very weird. I don't like seeing Keanu play these type of people. I was like, we can't. This is tomfoolery. Like, like I, I, I just, like I can't it. do this. Why would you? <laughs> Looking at my review, it just said how embarrassing. <laughs> it was a half star review. <laughs> how embarrassing. I don't like him playing that. I, but I remember that. Did you get to the part where she's like, he's like, you suck my cock or whatever. I know. I yeah, was like, I literally got to the knock knock on the door. He opened it and it was just two like, strangers at the door. And I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a weird. Uh, 
I feel like it's like every straight man's like dream and nightmare because you like, you know, you get to have sex with barely legal girls. And then like they like, they're like, oh, we're actually underage and we're going to like tell everybody if you don't like give us all your money or something like that. And I was like, what is this? Like, what is this? Kim, are you friends with Eli Roth? Is that how you agreed to be in this and I was like, be doing people favors. Eli Raw. Oh. Your wife, this is this is your wife now. Okay, you doing a a sherry mood. This is it's a Rob Zombie sherry type thing. Okay. This oh, is Rob Zombie always putting his wife in weird why mm-hmm. do directors do that? That's so weird. Don't cast her. You a Kevin Smith? You doing a Kevin Smith right now? Who does Kevin Smith cast in his movies? His wife is his Jen is in some of his movies too. What's her name? Jen Schwalbeck or something. His wife. Oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, I think I remember. Harley Quinn, Mama. They named their baby after Harley Quinn. Her name Harley Quinn Smith. I mean, you probably. They named the whole baby. The baby it got the whole name. But I would rather it be Harley. Then fucking, uh, what's his face? Superman or whatever. Kyle L. They named the baby Cap. Kyle. They gave the baby Superman Krypton name. Wait, this is Kryptonian <laughs> name. They gave Superman's oh, government, her. government name. That is his government name is Kyle. Kyle. Is it Kyle? Oh, I can't even say it. <laughs> Take it. I forgot Nick Cage gave the baby. Superman's government, government Cal L, Cal, Cal L. Yeah, I guess they call him Cal. Why do I think it was Kyle? Superman is not worth me talking about at length, even though we just talked about Batman <laughs> <laughs> at length. And Henry Cavill is Superman. So that was that's about as far as my interest goes. Oh. If you want to keep it a hundred, Cal. Every time I think about that, when I was like younger, because Kevin Smith was one of my favorite directors when I was like nine why am don't, i not surprised by that information <laughs> at all <laughs> when i was really young i was like oh my god i'm watching this movie in black and white it was clerks and oh, i was like so this cool. is so cool don't if you haven't seen clerks don't i mean watch clerks i guess if you clerks were nine is, you shouldn't have been watching clerks is um, clerks worse than clerks too I watched Clerks 2 before I watched Clerks, and I was like, oh, this is just boring. Um, Clerks 2 is more interesting than Clerks. Clerks 2 is fucked. <laughs> I would say if you, like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, then you are perfect. But, like, if you don't... See, this is... You get my origin story. I used to own that movie on DVD, so I get it. I don't know why I like that movie. I don't... <laughs> Oh, and Dogma. Oh, I've never seen Dogma. I've never uh, seen a lot of Kevin Smith's movies. Although I feel like he's, um, I don't know. I like him. He was one of my favorite directors growing up. So I've I seen like all of his movies except for the recent ones. Like T- Tusk is one I turned off and I didn't see like the latest Jay and Silent Bob. I don't understand why they keep doing those. We don't need to do those anymore. And I didn't see the one where he casts his daughter in, in like. Oh, did he really? It's one where it's his daughter and Lily Rose, uh, yoga hosers or something, yoga hosers or something. Oh, yoga, yoga, yeah, yoga hosers. That sounds sus. So I'm not gonna even. <laughs> I 
I'm not even gonna click it. Um, did you know that he wrote? Uh, he rewrote Coyote Ugly. Yeah, sounds about right. But he said that only one. Of, but I think somebody else rewrote over his rewrite. So he's only got one line in the movie, which I don't even remember what it is. Yeah, he also did some rework of this movie I really loved when I was younger called Overnight Delivery, starring Paul Rudd and Reese Witherspoon. <laughs> okay, anyway. I remember, oh, remember Zach and Mary make a porno? I still like that movie. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> did you ask me who my favorite director was? I guess you about to ask me. Yeah, who is it? Who is my favorite director? I'm going to say Fincher. Mm. I don't know why. I always just gravitate towards his movies. Um, even though they're really super fucked up. Um I don't know. It just kind of like I like the rhythm of them. Even though they can be really long. Like the first time I watched Zodiac and I was like, girl, what the fuck is this? And then like I think like a few years ago, I gave it like another try. Maybe like two years ago, I gave it another try. And I was like, this is sensational. (laughs) This is a masterpiece. And so, um, yeah, I feel like almost by default as well, because I've just seen all of his movies that I feel like he's my favorite. Um, You know, I don't know what he's been doing on this press tour. Everybody's been kind of like, I feel like everybody's been trying to come for him. Mm. A little bit, and I'm like, it's not gonna work because he doesn't give a shit. <laughs> he does not give a shit, and he's not gonna write a rebuttal or anything like that. He doesn't give two shits. So, um, yeah, I feel like that's. I feel like he's my favorite. I'm trying to think of like somewhere where I've I can I've watched enough of their filmography that I like. You know, can cl- can claim them as my favorite. Hmm. That's kind of hard. I mean, I feel like I watch a lot of things for directors now more than I do just for actors themselves just because, I mean, some people just be taking a check to make take a check. And so I'm like, I don't really need to watch a good chunk of your filmography, if we're going to be real honest. Um, I mean, I like the chaos of David Lynch as well, even though I'm not like a super well, well-versed David Lynch fan because I feel like that would take over my life. And one day we're going to do a David Lynch power hour. Mm-hmm. We were supposed to do it this year, but I was like, it's, you know, it's a little too chaotic out here. Yeah. It's just a little too much. So, um, yeah, I'm looking at my collection right now. I'm trying to think. I think I can. I think I'm comfortable with saying Fincher. Also, I have the strength of Mindhunter, girl. That's not a movie, but, like, if you have the ability to make me, like, viscerally, like, afraid to be in my own house, <laughs> I feel like you've done a really good job. My hunt? Oh. I would, I I was genuinely, like, I feel like there was one episode I watched, and I was like, I think I'm actually a little bit afraid to go take a shower right now. It was such a good show. It was. I don't think he's going to do it. I just don't know. But he's also, he said he's going to do more stuff for Netflix in the future. So I don't really, I don't really know what his plans are. And somebody made a really good point about like, let this man do something that he obviously means a lot to him. Because I was really pissed off about Mank. 
I was like, I don't care about this. I was like, finish the show. Fin- give them at least one more season. And then um, someone was like, you know, this is something that obviously means a lot to him. And it's like a personal personal passion project. And he's been trying to do it for like 20 years or something like that. So I was like, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll seethe inside. <laughs> I'll have an internal seethe, I guess. So without the theater experience, what new movies have you been able to check out this year? Oh, <laughs> been very little. I feel like I haven't really watched anything new. I don't like watching movies at home. I just don't. I know, like, most people are like, fuck going to movie theaters and all that. But, like, I just genuinely don't. I don't live alone. Um, And I like having, like, uninterested. It's very, it's very easy for me to get distracted. And so, like, when you take away all the distractions, and that's why I go some like to places like Alamo Draft House because it is very strict and like there is no like talking and shit like that because I genuinely need like a lot of restrictions for me to like fully pay attention, um, which is concerning. <laughs> oh, it's very concerning, but I um, don't like watching movies at the house. So, I mean, of the movies I think that came out this year that I did watch that I thought were really cute or I did enjoy them. I did enjoy The Invisible Man. That kind of fucked me up a little bit. Mm. I was hoping we'd talk about that one of these days, but we didn't have a chance to. But (laughs) that was like my first, I guess, I've never watched like an Invisible Man movie. Um, So I didn't really know the history about like the character or anything like that. And I don't think I really realized because like once I looked up what the character usually looks like traditionally and I was like oh shit this is like the thing from like Pushing Daisies when her dad was fucking losing, <laughs> losing his shit they had Chuck's dad wrapped up in all the bandages and shit and I was like oh, okay this explains a lot about his character but I like the whole update I thought that was like really smart to make him a tech bro um because for all of their like empathy led projects, like they have no empathy, <laughs> like they're so sociopathic. So um, I thought that fit really well. And I was like, oh, this is like a really cool, like entire thing. I don't really know if they're going to do like a sequel. They seem like they're pre- like positioning it for a sequel. Um, I think they're supposed to. Yeah, but I've also heard, like, Elizabeth Banks wants to do, like, an, an Invisible Woman. If it star her. Yeah, I think it was something like that. No, thank you. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah. If it star my girl, yes. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen it, like, it's a good movie. Um, it generally made me kind of, like, again, like, oh, I don't, uh, not like super like terrified because a lot of it was like, oh, okay, this is something like, like you kind of seen before, but it was kind of like at the same time and I was like, oh, please don't let somebody be watching me right now. We have a lot of windows in this house. <laughs> so that was really unsettling. Um, and I want to say, um, like Miss Juneteenth, that was a good watch. I'm really glad we got to see that. Um, I'm trying to think of one more. 
don't know. I need to go look through my letterbox. I feel like there's a lot of movies that um, that we wanted to see that got pushed back, obviously. We're just going like, kind of, I don't know what's going to happen with a few of them. Where is the Green Knight? Oh, in the vault. Why? I they must they must really they must have a lot of high hopes for that movie. I can't imagine other like any other reason why they would still be sitting on it like this. They they just at this point they want money as much I money mean, as they can get given circumstances I for mean, a lot of people. Them. I don't blame them honestly. Now will they get it? I don't know, but um. At this point, I'm like, yeah, I can, I can see why you would want the return on your investment. <laughs> like, shit's rough out here. People just want them to put out movies for free, and I'm like, that's not how that works. So, yeah, yeah but I feel like those. You know what movie I wanted to watch this year and I didn't like that much was Emma. Oh, the new one. Yeah, I was really disappointed in that. Like, it was really pretty, but it was like too. Like, I thought it was going to be a little bit more, like, loose with the, with the, with the story. Like, not as loose as, like, Clueless, but, like, a little looser because, like, of, you know, the fashion was kind of fun and stuff like that. But it was very, like, it felt very true to the, um, like, story. And, like, I love Josh O'Connor. So I was like, and I love Anya Taylor-Joy. She's having a really great year. But I don't like Johnny Flynn. <laughs> At all. Is that um Scrotal Recall? Yeah. <laughs> not the old man girl. I don't yes. know the new one. Oh. It's love love sick. Oh yeah, okay. that's a that's a better title. <laughs> yeah, that's him. That's the one he's also playing David Bowie in the David Bowie movie with no songs by David Bowie. Oh. Okay. He doesn't even even like I don't girl. I don't know how he swung that. Apparently he's a musician, but they don't. There's no David Bowie songs in the movie about David Bowie. I mean, so. Um, so why would I? <laughs> um, ha- okay. <laughs> I mean, art is subjective, so. It's like about David Bowie's life before he became like, like. David like David Bowie basically so it's like right up until like one of his like first concerts or something I'm like nobody wants to watch that absolutely do not want to watch that I mean nobody you're not even gonna get to like the Ziggy Stardust and like and like even like you know like Aladdin like Aladdin saying and like the thin white duke with all that insanity and like and some like you're not gonna do any of that like who, who okay girl I see what you had to do. Somebody must have stepped in and said, absolutely not. You're not about to use my dad's uh, uh, songs for not a goddamn thing. Mm. So. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, I saw a few movies this year. Um, It's been it's been a little rough. Not going to lie. I feel like I've been rewatching a lot of films. Um. So yeah, I miss the theater, you guys. <laughs> They'll be back soon. Someday. Someday. 22, 23, 24, you know. Okay, I, I, I mean, like, I have so many. 
<laughs> I have so little time on this earth. They be back. They be back. Damn, you know Birds of Prey came out this year? <gasps> what? Yeah, it did. Okay, then put Birds of Prey on there too. Birds of Prey slaps. Birds of Prey was really good, really fun. Um, what else I saw? I didn't like the photograph that much. I liked it. That soundtrack was good. And See, I liked I the music. And it was two like love it. stories at the same time. I mean, yes, everybody was fine and beautiful, but I just felt like it was a little kind of like subdued. I was like, damn, like. It was a quiet storm of a movie. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> like why not the quiet star? Like why, why isn't Issa like not Issa like like insecure Issa, but like a little bit more like you tired, girl? It felt like she, she was, was trying to be like grown. She was trying to be like on her knee along. I think she that's yeah. what it was. Like they were trying to create a moment. Jones. It was a it was Love Jonesian. But a little better. Yeah, I just was very like, is nothing really exciting gonna happen? Like, it doesn't really, like, none of this really is high stakes enough for me to be like, oh, they're not gonna be together. So I was like, oh, this is, I mean, it's pretty. It was, it was beautiful black people. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) my Angelou. <laughs> yes, get on the stage and do your <laughs> slam poetry. It was beautiful black people. It was a gorgeous soundtrack. It was it was a cute film. Mm-hmm. I mean they look good together. They did, you know. It was it was a it was a nice it was what a was nice thing to visit visit. Uh 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 Kelvin is it Kelvin Harrison? Who loose, 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 from loose. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, yeah, he was in it. I didn't even realize that was him because he's wearing whatever the hell he's got on. I only know loose as loose. And if you haven't seen loose, child, loose. We are going to do loose. Oh, child, loose. He's in a lot of movies that I have saved to watch but i have only i've seen a few of these i didn't realize he was the kid and it comes at night oh he was i haven't seen that it's girl (laughs) no uh it's not really worth it Hmm. it's also in waves which i heard was terrible oh okay okay all right (laughs) i mean hey it might be oh it's on showtime i didn't know that well yeah so i haven't yeah um yeah the photograph was cute but who was what was something that you liked i guess like what was your what was popping this year for me um i really enjoyed bill and ted face the music okay um i watched it when it came out i purchased it at the house because i'm a fan of at the house releases because i be (laughs) at what the house um so i was looking forward to it because i am a fan of bill and ted um i've seen the previous films i grew up with them um i was really surprised they made a third one and it was was a really cute film um their daughters are uh really adorable um they are my style icons i can't wait 
to not be at the house dressed like them in four years. Um, okay. So it's a good movie. So if you are at the house, you should rent it. Support Keanu. You know, support Alex Winter and watch Bill and Ted face music. And also you should watch a very dated and probably inappropriate movie from 1993 called Freaked that also stars Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves as a dog man. Um, what? <laughs> Did I not see <laughs> No, no. no. It's a really weird movie, but it's about, it's weird. I'm looking at it now. What are you talking about? <laughs> what the hell is this? What is this? It is a super weird movie from okay, the earlier. Can I tell y'all the character's name is called Ortiz the Dog Boy? That's, that's Keanu. That's Keanu. And he he is not credited in the film, is that I don't think. Okay, these names. It is 1993. That doesn't make any, that doesn't, that doesn't excuse anything. It is 1993. That doesn't excuse a, a thing. Because <laughs> what is this, girl? No, no. <laughs> oh. It is about climate change and it's, it's an interesting film. It's to check out it, it's a early 90s film oh okay we're just gonna say it's an early 90s film it's an early 90s film okay if you feel me liquid still, television type film not liquid television in the in the mind of joe's apartment if you're familiar with joe's apartment i've been trying to get this get ashley to watch joe's apartment uh, have you? Have have I not talked to you about Joe's apartment? No. Okay, we we'll, we need to talk about Joe's apartment. But I mean, if you talk about liquid television, like those old like like MTV shit. Yeah. And, yeah. So so this feels like it could be right at home with like anything from like Beavis and Butthead, but also possibly Ren and Stimpy. <laughs> yes, basically it. So some chaos, bitch. Yes. <laughs> Some real nasty, gross chaos. Okay. That's that's terrifying. <laughs> that's fucking terrifying. Okay, so my next question for you is what is your favorite movie and what makes it your favorite? Um, do you want my fake answer or my real answer? Girl, give us a real answer. <laughs> okay. So <clears throat> I'm going to be truthful. I'm going to give you my two real answers. Okay. I have three. Okay. I have a lot of favorite movies. It's okay. I'll give you Just my. Work through it. One of my favorite films actually is Chunking Express. That's. And we've talked about why I like that film in a previous episode. So if you're listening, you could go check that out. Yes. And I'm going to reveal that. One of my favorite movies is Grease, 1978. Um, You've talked about Grease. That is one of my favorite films. I know all the words to every single song in it. I really enjoy it. 
I love Grease. And another one of my favorite films is She's All That, starring Freddie Prinze Jr. And I just love that film because it is a terrible premise. Um, It is enjoyable to watch. Um, You do not take any lessons from it, kids. Do not learn anything from it. There's nothing to learn. (laughs) You can't learn. learn Other than if you're hot, you will bag Freddie Prince Jr. But at the time when I first saw it, I was like, yeah, this film is just fun to watch. Heck, e sack. Heck, e sack. Don't let it go. What the hell? (laughs) Don't let it go. Like, once again, talking about poetry. (laughs) The hacky sack scene where he gets on stage and does that little, his impromptu hacky sack art. I was like, yeah, this just works. It's it's art. Like, she's all that is art. So that's my favorite movie. Why were so many movies in, like, high school about betting on if you could get with somebody? Um. How many movies are like that? That's a good question. Like, making people over in superficial ways? Shakespeare, you you need to come back from the dead and atone for your crimes. (laughs) What is this? And not even, like, just not even getting, like, and through that process, getting to know people, but, like, is basically just taking your glasses off or putting on a different outfit, but Kiss then me. Oh, that's a... and she stumbled and fell down the stairs. <laughs> so great, but ah, sixpence not the richer bitch. <laughs> oh, those are my favorite movies. That's so funny that you said you like Grease because that was actually gonna be my next question, which is in all caps. Like, what do you have against musicals? <laughs> um, I hate them. Okay, so I hate musicals. Mostly, I, I don't necessarily hate hate musicals. I find musicals enjoyable to a certain degree. I hate Rent. Do not show me Rent. Um, but those are more like every time I like the Broadway, like super, like this is for. This is for your, you know, your show tuned kid. I I don't theater like musical kid. theater kids. Like I don't maybe that's like it. the fandom around musical theater. But at the same time, I do like films like, like for example, like I like Little Shop of Horrors. But I know that was adapted from a Broadway show. Grease is adapted from a Broadway show. I mean, most um, of them are. I enjoy that, but I find fandom around it grading like if you were gonna burst into song around me you need i just need you to give me 50 speak like you just you gotta you gotta <laughs> Who do you know is bursting into song around you, you you just you know there are people like that who's ready to go they're ready like for example kitty kiki is like he reminds me of a musical theater person and i mean keegan michael key kitty kiki for the people who do not know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, that kind of, like, kitty 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 is, that has that vibe. Yeah, and right. to me, like, that's the vibe that I get and I just can't <laughs> do it. The vibe. Okay. I don't really know that many people who do stuff like that, except for, like, from, like, Glee or something. And I just, I don't know. And it's nothing against 
musical theater people because like if you enjoy she hates all of you if that's your (laughs) if that's the way that you're on that's great yeah no i mean musical theater kids i don't really know what it's about they you know they have their whole world i just i don't know i don't like i don't like musical theater fandom i just don't and i also fandom but most fandoms are annoying like I, I don't like fandom. Oh my god! And I also don't like um, what's Wicked. I don't like that. Wicked's that's the one with the sister. the Defying Gravity. Don't like it. I don't know what that is. Is that a song in the in the thing? Yes. Okay, I, I don't see. It. Maybe you be coming in contact with more people than I do. I mean, like, I, mm-hmm. I'm sitting here like musicals are great. Who <laughs> oh, don't like a good musical? But like, but. honestly, though, I. I'll watch Wait. that doot doot man do his stuff. Do not call Gene Kelly the doot doot <laughs> man. Okay? Don't do it. You know, he's, he be dancing with Tommy Jerry. He be like doot 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 doot. Yeah, doop, but he's doop, more, doop. I mean, he did sing, but he's more of a dancer. That's like his strong. Girl, I saw a, a, a gift set of him in the movie called The Pirates. And I guess it was like some really dramatic sort of thing. Thighs were out, bruh. Thighs were Were they strong? They were strong. Mm. <laughs> that man has some thick thighs. That oh, Jean, Eugene, you was looking fine, girl. He did it on purpose though, because he like his whole thing was like, you know, I mean, he's from the era of like, I mean, this is what do we? I feel like we're very recently just started to accept like men as like dancers and shit like that, which is so weird. Um. But he wore like tight clothes to show that he was athletic because he was very athletic. I mean, he was on like the shorter side, like he wasn't as tall as um um oh god, why did I just forget his name? Like Fred Astaire, he wasn't as tall as him and like as like skinny as him or whatever. Um, but he showed like he wore tight costumes basically to be like, Yeah, this takes work. Like this is hard. This is hard work. <laughs> I'm working hard right now. I'm not just like floating around. And then thighs were putting in work, girl. The mm. doop doop man was putting in work. <laughs> so I will be watching the pirates, whenever that is. I think that's a, a Vicente Manelli uh, film. They had a lot of collabs. Um, and, you know, he loved himself. Well, I don't know if you've seen a Gene Kelly movie, but he loved himself. I have big... seen him dance with the cartoon. So that counts okay. for me. So like that type of shit that had nothing, literally nothing to do with the rest of the film. He loves doing that stuff where it's just a big dance number. So you'd be like, look what I can do. Another hmm. Virgo. <laughs> hmm. Another Virgo man <laughs> that used to do. Yeah. I Love him. Um, yeah, so you just don't like the fandom, which I can, I can, I'm here with you. Fandom is really annoying. And again, like if that, like if you are ready to 525,600 minutes. Yeah, that Rent song is not. <laughs> you know, that's like not, me and my friend were watching Rent and I was like, why are we watching this? Why? Why that movie is are depressing, we though. watching I mean, this? A- that I was like, pressing they're the singing work. a song and she needs help. They're singing a song and she needs help. They're not helping her. They're just singing a song around her. I don't like this. I mean, they're not legit singing this. <laughs> I was like, baby, like, I hate this. It's like, nobody just said, hey, I need rent money. And somebody just said, 500. Like, nobody just said. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was like, I hate this. I hate ah. it. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I can see fandom. Fandoms are annoying. Even the stuff I like, I'm like, oh no, I'm not, I'm not in with y'all. I just like the same things as y'all. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, rent is just not my jam. But Little Shop of Horrors, girl, That's my shit. Thing. That's your thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Feed me, Seymour. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I recently watched that. That's actually really fun. And uh, Tisha and Tishina are both in it. Mm-hmm. Singing down. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that mukbang video of them? That no. Shit. They have one? So that's where that video of her saying, talking about give me a minute and laughing that ugly laugh. I gotta send you that video. That shit is fucking hilarious. Um, she was embarrassing <laughs> Tisha. And uh, yeah, they did a mukbang. I guess they hosted like the BT Award or Soul. I don't know. It's one of the awards shows that comes on BET. They hosted. And um, I think it was like a couple years ago. And they did like a mukbang for it. Um, but they barely ate. <laughs> they had all this food. I think because Tashina called Tisha a freak. And she's like, don't tell people that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of those. And I was like, oh, this is so cute. They're like, you know, I like to see that they're still like genuine friends. And um, and been friends for so long. I mean, Little Shop of Horrors came out like around the time I was born or something. Like, that shit is old. Mm-hmm. That shit is very old. Um, okay. I guess my, it's my turn to talk about my favorite movie. What is it? I, I struggle with this question. I'll just ask you other questions I didn't want to answer, but see, <laughs> it's, it's kind of hard for me. So, I mean, I have a, I have a few, um, I would say the one that I kind of hold most dear is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, which mm. I have mentioned on here a couple times. I'm still campaigning for us to do an episode on it. I have the perfect pairing. Brittany knows this. I'm waiting. I'm ready. Um, I don't really have a good reason as to why this is my favorite movie. Um, I remember... This is one of the first movies I picked when I did like my first handwritten movie list. I like feel like it was like 10 years or something, 10 years ago or something. I was like big on Tumblr and like people were posting a lot of movies and gifts and things I had never seen before. And I was like, oh, like, what's this movie? Let me check it out. And so, I, like, you know, I had movies that were classics and movies that were kind of being posted a lot. Um, on the site and I think Eternal Sunshine was probably one of them and I think by that time it had already been out maybe like six-ish years or something so it, was, it wasn't a new movie I just had never heard of it I had heard of it but I was like didn't really like at the time I was like really wasn't interested in movies like that and so I don't know I feel like it was like one of those moments of like instant like fell in love like I hold a lot of movies like in comparison to this movie like when I talk about movies that challenge me as a viewer and challenge like my perception of things and also take something that's very common which is like a breakup and switches it on you and filters it to something that you would never have considered before which is like you know memory erasing (laughs) um 
that's what I mean when I'm talking about a movie that like really kind of, you know, turns a light bulb on in the back of my head and be like, oh, this is like the movie. This is like, this is the movie. And so, um, it's not easy to live up to this movie for me. I also do not watch this movie very often. It's one of those kind of sacred type of movies. I only watch this movie on like a very cold and dreary day. If we've had like an ice storm, which we do get occasionally. And we haven't had one of them in a while because climate change. But when we do get like a little like nice little, little nice cute layer of snow, like an inch of snow. <laughs> I think it's like one of those movies that the first time I watched it, it just kind of inspired me visually um, since I am like a visual designer, <laughs> that's something that I do look for, um, when I'm watching a movie and I just like completely just like fell head over heels on it. Just, it, it made me sad. I was like blown away by like Jim Carrey. Cause at that point I'd never seen Jim Carrey in like a serious movie. I'd never seen like, um, I don't know. Is the Truman Show a serious movie? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't mm-hmm. see I'd never seen the Truman Show. I guess it wasn't like I, my frame of reference for Jim Carrey was like Ace Ventura. So like when you go from Ace Ventura to like this, you're like, oh shit, like that's that's Jim Carrey. Like that's the same person. <laughs> and so, um, yeah. So like, it's 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 a movie I hold dear, really near and dear to my heart. Now, if you put another Charlie Coffin something something in front of me, I won't like it. <laughs> I've already tried. I've tried with Synecdoche. New York and I try with I'm thinking of ending things and I hated them both and so <laughs> like I don't like it when he's in charge I like it when he's the writer um more than like the director and like Michelle Gondry I just adore um the lost art of like I guess physical sets um this is like probably a really good example of of very, I feel like it was like very limited, like digital effects, but like really cool, like, like camera tricks and stuff that you don't really see a lot of. Um, cause people are usually like, look at all the CGI. We had a hundred people work on this film for like six years. So, um, yeah. And I, of course, like, I feel like people have like, like there's like a little bit of backlash. I feel like in the same way of like a 500 days of summer type of thing where the person is clearly trash. <laughs> like his character is not a good kid. They're both terrible for each other. But like every time I watch it, I, I get like a little tear at the end. So like it hits me in the feels. <laughs> it mm-hmm. hits me right in the feels. Um, and I would say the other film I'd probably say a close runner-up would probably be, like, Kill Bill Volume 2. Hmm. Hits me in a different way. Yeah, those are kind of my, my two movies. But, yeah, Eternal Sunshine, special place in my heart. There's, like, very few things I can say that are, like, bad about the movie. It's, like, genuinely something that I was like, oh, my God, like, this is what movies can be. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So when I'm high, holding things into high standards, that's that's usually what I'm holding it to. Okay. So I have like just a few more questions. So like this is like one of the last ones that I have um, before I get to my favorite of the last ones that I have. So of the movies that we did episodes on, what was your favorite first watch and what was your favorite repeat watch? This is a this year? Yes, for this year. First favorite watch. 
Like, yeah. So the first, like, the first time you've ever seen this film. Ooh, that's hard. Because I was, when we were talking about it earlier, I was like, I feel like we've watched most of, I feel like I watched most of the movies that we did this year. I feel like <laughs> it's a, this is going to be a fucked up tie. <laughs> I feel like I feel like the first one that we watched for the podcast, or at least we talked about on the podcast this year. I feel like Miss Juneteenth was very, um, was very. I don't want to say fun, but like I liked talking about it, even though we didn't get like in super deep, like super super detail. Because I think it was like one of our shortest episodes. Like we've never talked about something for like an hour, <laughs> and um. Of course, I love talking about Nicole Bahari. Of course, Kendrick Sampson. I talk about you all day. Um, but I think that was like a good um, film to do. Just because like we, you know, sometimes I'm like, damn, we should do like a black movie. <laughs> I don't wonder like, oh shit, are we doing enough black movies sometimes? Um, not for any like particular reason. I just feel like, I mean, we're Black Girl Film Club, like. If anybody's going to talk about a black movie and get it right, it would probably be us rather than somebody who does not know what they're talking about. Um, and in that also same vein, I would say t- Tales from the Hood. Mm, you love Tales from You love that movie. I just like... <laughs> you quote it all the time now. The shit. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> It's so dumb. (laughs) Bitch, that is so fucking ridiculous. (laughs) Oh, child. I'm sorry. Um, Yeah, that was a good, that was a good time. I'm upset that I have never seen that movie before we watched it. We changed your life. Yes. Um, that's going to be in, like, I guess my October watching Wheelhouse now. Um, <laughs> it's so fucking ridiculous. Every time I listen to episode two, because I listen to episode a few times, I'm like, what, what the hell? <laughs> it's so ridiculous. But I think, I'm looking through the list, and I, like, literally think I've seen almost all these movies that we watched this year before we watched them. Except for, like, Hollywood Shuffle, maybe? I haven't mm-hmm. seen that one. And I didn't really like Hustlers. Um, and not really the people under the stairs. And I would say, also, I mean, that's a good one that I don't want to forget about. It was Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Mm-hmm. If there's mm-hmm. any justice, um, we'd still be, you know, had the Oscars gone the right way, we'd still be probably talking about it way more instead of using parasite memes for everything my god and using them wrong most of the time um somebody was talking about it was the what the trumps under the table (laughs) are y'all stupid was it that or was it like it was either trumps or the biden's either one it don't matter (laughs) it was damn who it was oh it was Bradley Whitford who tweeted a meme, and I believe... Is that the guy from Get Out? Yes, it was. People keep talking about him, and apparently he did not know that that whole I would have Ob- uh, voted for Obama three times, or a third time, like he didn't know that was a joke. 
Ciao. <laughs> Ciao. Okay. Can you imagine being in that movie and not realizing that's a joke? Like that was a joke. And then being the butt of the joke. Repeatedly. That's spicy. Girl, I don't understand. <laughs> it's, a, it's a stupidity. Yeah. Um, I don't remember, but yeah, all, all of the, all of the Paris, I'm tired. Y'all, it's gotten to a point where I'm pretty sure a lot of you didn't watch it. And if you did watch it, it's like Fight Club or any of these other movies or The Matrix or whatever. You you took the wrong fucking thing from it. Mm. I mean, if you want, you could listen to our episode on Parasite because we talked about that. We talked to, we split that episode into two so you can get your entire education. <laughs> now, we do had, we know all of what we're talking about? No, but like. <laughs> we had things to say. We had things to say. We had billionaires to call out. Yes. Capitalism doesn't care about you. They do not. Obviously, if this year has pointed out anything about cap, This year hasn't told you anything. There's no saving you. Because what? If that movie came out at the perfect fucking time. Mm-hmm. Oh, that made my chest hurt. <laughs> It came out the exact perfect fucking time. You cannot get, you could not get any, and people still don't get. It. Girl, okay. Anyway, it's okay. Think, okay. I want everybody listening right now. Open that third eye. Think about <laughs> where your place is, where you actually are, now where you aspire to be. And marinate on it. Okay? Just marinate on how many people you'd have to step on to get there. Mm-hmm. Just mar- if you have to- marinate. Marinate. If you have to step on anybody, um, it's probably not worth it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just marinate. Marinate on that. Marinate. Ugh. Okay, and close that third eye. Thank you. <laughs> now close. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so what was your um? I what was your what was your movie? For me, this was a, my first time watching Amelie, and I really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I was worried you weren't gonna like that movie. I be liking stuff. Um, <laughs> and that was one of them. Like I really enjoyed that movie. Um, if you listen to that episode, it caught me by surprise because I really thought that was about like. A magic witch or something or some shit. I oh, had like no chocolate? idea. Yeah, like that, like some magic food or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, like chocolate or something like that. And it was not. It was about like a sweet little lonely girl who's looking for love and some stuff I've now forgotten. Um, and um, <laughs> in her coffee shop, and she wants to do good things for people. While also not doing her own, uh, doing justice for herself. It was sweet. And she had been like struck by tragedy in her own life. And her father just kept her close. And it was a sweet movie. And I was really affected and touched by sweetness. So that was one of my favorite first watches for the show. And I feel like 
For my repeat watch, it was, I'm going to dismiss my favorite movie, Chunking Express, because um, I watched it at least four times in July alone. Um, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> um, so I would funny. say it was probably, um, I really enjoyed revisiting um I liked, hmm, this is a hard one. Okay. So I really liked revisiting Romeo and Juliet. Um, Excuse excuse me. Romeo plus, excuse me, Boz Lerman's Romeo plus (laughs) Juliet. Come on, full official title. Um, It was nice going back to a movie that I really enjoyed when I was younger and just taking all of the costumes and how big it was, how vibrant everything is and like scenes that were like really important and like, oh my God, it was just a luscious, lavish film and just going back to revisit it. So that was one of my favorite re- um, watches this year for the show. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I don't even know if I said I had a favorite rewatch, although Romeo and Juliet was good. I feel like... People say it's not a good movie, but I'm like, hey, if you like it, that's all that matters. It's true. It's very true. At this point, it's kind of like, who cares? Because everybody hates everything. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody hates everything. Like, whatever. And that, on that note, that's a good segue. I'm going to skip some of my questions, actually. And I'm just going to go straight for it. What is the worst movie that you watched this year? Um, I... Uh, <laughs> like, worse. Like, not just, like, worse. Like, this is garbage, but, like, worse than, like, oh, my God, I hated it. Um, One, I honestly, off the top of my head, one of the worst was Queen and Slim. Like, it was <laughs> it was bad, y'all. Like, if you listen to the episode, did not enjoy it. It was not good. Oh, God. Would not recommend. <laughs> um, and this is coming from somebody who willingly, enthusiastically watches garbage fairly <laughs> regularly. So that kind of says a lot. That's why I qualified it with like, like this is something that you didn't like. Not that it's something that's not good. It's something that you didn't like. I just it it was not. It's not a film for me. It's it. Mm mm. I mean, also, okay, another movie that I went back and watched and didn't really like. I was like, damn, this is kind of fucked up. But it was. <laughs> Okay. Um, was uh heavyweights? Oh, is that the one with um with Ben Stiller? Yeah. So like, wasn't that like a Disney Channel movie? It's a Disney movie about kids at fat camp. Right. That used to play that on Disney Channel, and I never really mm-hmm. understood why people liked it. I never seen it honestly. It's so like I, it's I, a good movie like it's a fun movie but like i was like damn fat camp like fat camps are real 
Like, damn. Mm-hmm. But fat camps are a real thing. People do send their children to fat camps. And I was like, oh, shit. I'm glad that I wasn't sent to fat camp as oh, a child. Because, like, yeah. that would have been a heroic experience. I mean, that's, yeah, that's fucked. <laughs> um, that's but watching, fucked. um, watching, uh, heavy cat heavyweights i was like mm, this is like one of like one of those movies where like is this for kids or is it for adult like who is this for i didn't really enjoy it. like have you ever watched something that you watched as a kid and going back and be like mm, this isn't as enjoyable as i remember yeah um i'm trying to think of like a movie like specifically that i've i've loved and gone back and was like no this is not good but most of my favorite movies when i was a kid was like disney movies so i mean de- depending on the subject matter like i was gonna watch one and i was like no don't watch that <laughs> um so it just depends but yeah I, I know like some there's some movie that you go back like I would, like we're talking about Clerks too. like I used to watch Clerks too a Ooh. lot and now if I was to go back and I'm like what is wrong with you are you dumb <laughs> like, why are you trying to watch this why did you think that was okay so I never um yeah I've never I've never watched this but I've heard a lot about it, and I've heard that people like this movie, but I've just never either had an opportunity or just, like, wasn't interested at the time when I did have the opportunity to watch it, so. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, it's actually a fine movie. It's mm-hmm. funny, but it's like, ooh. Going back to revisit it, it's like, mm, this not as enjoyable. It's not like a queen is slim like it's not the worst movie i've ever seen in recent but it's years just not this it's just not the the jokes are kind of not hitting it, it wasn't hitting the same right okay and what about you so i'm like looking through my my letterbox just to get a good good glimpse i keep going back and forth through it um because some of these movies I mean, I've watched a lot of movies, surprisingly, um, even though it feels like I didn't. I feel like I've watched close to 200 movies this year, which is concerning. Um, I was going to go off about the one that I watched like the other day, which is The Gentleman, um, which is a Guy Ritchie movie. I think it came out earlier this year, um, which I don't... I, I struggle with Guy Ritchie, but I'll come back to that. So, like, it's just about, like, a, like all most of Guy Ritchie's movies. It's about, like, this gangster in London, although this time it's played by an American, which is, um, what is it? Uh, what did he call himself? A hardcore centrist <laughs> or something? Matthew McConaughey, whatever he said earlier this week. Um... And usually, usually there's not really that many like Americans in, um, in Guy Ritchie's. Um, oh, this is a real film. movie. Yeah, this is a real movie. Oh, I'm sorry, an aggressive centrist, whatever the hell that means. Oh, so, um, I got yeah, this on Netflix. No, this is an actual movie. I don't really think either. It came out this year. Or it came out late last year, but I just watched it 
not too long ago, like literally, like like on Friday. And so, um, and I just don't like, I don't like Guy Ritchie's movies that much. Even though I've seen, I've seen a handful and there's some I enjoy. But overall, I don't, I don't enjoy him. And it's about like this whole, like this guy, like Matthew McConaughey is this guy who got rich off of, of selling weed. And now he wants to like get out of the game or whatever. And, and of course that, you know, he wants to sell it to people and people are trying to get over on him. And, you know, cause once you get out of the game, people of course want to like, you know, take over your shit or whatever. And, um, yeah, bruh, it's just doesn't make any sense because like, okay, first of all, like recent comments aside, like Matthew McConaughey is not a bad looking person. Um, when he decides to like, you know, show up in a suit or whatever. And then you got like Charlie Hunnam and you've got like Colin Farrell and, um, who else is in the movie? I just for like totally blanked out. There was somebody else. I was like, damn, you got a lot of fine people in this movie. And, uh, <laughs> this is like such garbage. It's such Oh, Henry Golding is in Like, what are you, what are you wasting? How do you waste so many good looking people on it, on, on, on this movie? Because like, I don't know, like if Guy Ritchie not looked up in the last like 20 years, but like, so many anti-Asian slurs. So, mm. many. so like there's this whole thing where like this like Hugh Grant is like this he's like a tabloid journalist and he's trying to get over on Charlie Hunnam because Charlie Hunnam is like, you know, Matthew McConaughey's like right hand man. And so he's telling them this whole story about how this all this, you know, stuff and he's trying to sell him this information for like $20 million or whatever the fuck. And he's trying to fuck over everything. That's Hugh Grant's character, which he's having a great time. He's like looking real raggedy the whole time. And he's got like facial prosthetics and stuff. So I think he's having a good time. So good for him. But like, um, yeah. So like, there's all these like, like Henry Golding's character works like for like an, like an Asian, like, like, crime syndicate in London and so like when Hugh Grant introduces his character to the story like as a narrator he says all these like like outdated like like super randomly outdated slurs about him and I was like are you serious like are you serious like this is how you choose to introduce your character like this is how you do the thing and like the whole thing is really convoluted Guy Ritchie has this thing he likes to do where he like won't show you part of the of the of the story but then he'll show it like almost in like in a flashback it's like oh this is all the stuff that's happening behind the scenes but you didn't see it because i didn't show you on camera he does that for like every movie and i'm just like are you what what kind of shitty writing (laughs) what kind of shitty writing is this it's not good it's really like boring all his movies it just feels like like a like a British Tarantino knockoff where there's like a lot of um, dialogue about God knows what and who gives a fuck. There was also a joke about this one guy's name. Like, of course, he's Asian. So, like, I think his name was like Fook or something like that. But they were all spelling it like or pronouncing it like fuck. And actually, it might have been fuck. But I'm like, if his name isn't, 
like what what year is this why are we making these jokes i was like is this all lifted from like some bad like 1980s 1990s comedy I was like, why are you, you're not allowed. You shouldn't be allowed to make movies anymore. I'm tired. Mm. I was like, I could spend days <laughs> talking about how much I hate Guy Ritchie. And this is just like the tip of the iceberg. But like, this is like the final straw. Because I, I wasn't, I started it and I was like, this is really boring. And when they said all this stuff about Henry Golding and I was like, you introduced him like that in this movie and he was okay with this? Like he, he was okay with this? And then... And then I was like, okay. And then I wasn't going to, I hate leaving a movie unwatched. <laughs> I hate it. I just want to, I want to like get through the whole like thing, even though I hate it. I hate not finishing stuff, but I regret watching it. Cause I was like, this is so stupid. They also had my dude from Succession, Jeremy Strong in it. But you haven't watched Succession yet. I keep telling you you need to. Who is um, that? Is that uh, the cousin? That's Kendall. That's Kendall. That's the number one. That's boy. the rapper one. Yes, that's the rapper one. L to the OG. Yeah, that's him. Mm. Yes, a, a songwriter and artist. Yes, um, he's in it and he's got this whole role. And he, I mean, he's, you know, he doesn't have like a super, he's, his role means something, but like it's, he's not in every scene or whatever. And it's just like, what the fuck? is this why are you allowed to make things like this i'm sure there's an audience for it but like are you fucking kidding me and they let you make disney movies <laughs> mm. what <laughs> and i own that sherlock holmes movie and i enjoy it but like bitch this is garbage <laughs> i was so upset i was just so upset. i was like you put all these men that i on paper and joy. And this is the film that you came up with. I will not be adding that to my watch don't list do then. Oh, don't do it. Don't do it. And I mean, like, I'll watch Charlie Hunnam do just about anything. But I was like, he's not even really, what the fuck? It seems like a waste. I'm like, I hope y'all got paid. <laughs> I hope you got paid a lot. They probably did. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure I meant somehow this man's movies be making their money back, but I struggle to see how. Hmm. So, yeah, please stop letting him make movies. <laughs> <laughs> please stop letting him make movies. I'm tired of him. I'm tired of his, like, wannabe uh, Tarantino antics. Just, like, even like the trunk shot, like Tarantino doesn't own the trunk shot, but like, bitch, <laughs> when you do all this other stuff that feels very Tarantino-esque and then you do like a trunk shot and I'm like, okay, fine, I see. I watched a lot of shitty movies this year, actually. I'm looking through some of these. Reanimator was ass. <clears throat> It wasn't good. I'm sorry. I don't care who wrote it. I also didn't like Videodrome. <coughs> uh, <laughs> I hated Videodrome. I hated it. Um, I didn't like Woo. <laughs> with, 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 uh, with Jada and Tommy, um, Tommy Davidson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I rewatched that either this year or last year. It's on Netflix, I think, or it was, and ooh, that good old fashioned misogyny and transphobia. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Them, them, them nineties movies. Mm-hmm. 
They're so rewatching like the Parkers and Moesha girl. There's always an episode where somebody's like transphobic. And that's like the joke of the of the episode. That happens to like T in the Parkers and I think it I feel like there was like a thing like that and in Girlfriends too and in Moesha and I was like do you need to confront some things? Mm. Are you okay? Mm. Like what's going on? Every single show, everything. Also, Sleepaway Camp didn't like that either. Oh. Hmm. Mm. It was just the end. That ending is like. It's a it's a, a very well known ending, but I was yes. just like, what are we saying here? <laughs> it is a impactful moment in horror. Yes. It's important to horror history. Yes. However. Yeah. If you haven't seen Sleepaway Camp, I'm not gonna tell you what that moment is. I'm not gonna tell you what Sleepaway Camp is about. It's a very it. different movie. First time I ever watched it, I was at a camp. <laughs> like, at a sleepaway camp. Right. Yeah. And I scared everybody in the cabin because I also slept walk. Like, used to sleepwalk. Oh, fun. Yeah. Fun. Uh. Ooh. I have a lot. Of, you know, it would take a long time to go through all the movies that I didn't like. But I would say The Gentleman is the worst. Um, and a few other ones, like The Life. What was it? The Death and Life of Jonathan Donovan. I would like Xavier Dolan to, like, really have a moment where he comes to the red table. <laughs> Let the healing begin, because I do not know what he keeps trying to attempt with some of these movies. Hmm. I don't know what he's trying to do. I do like the fact that he's clearly a fan of pop music and doesn't have an issue with putting some of these songs in his movies. Like whoever puts Oasis in in a in a movie, like Wonderwall in a movie, and is being one hundred percent serious, not ironic at all. Love that. But I don't know what's going on with some of these. <laughs> mm. But I feel like for overall boringness and offensiveness, just definitely the gentleman. Like, it's not good. Hmm. So, yeah, man. Um, I guess what was your last question? Do you have, you had another question? Yeah, my last question. Okay. Of the time period in which we're recording this <laughs> is we're going to manifest okay we're manifesting um who would you like to have as a guest on the show next year oh man i liked keeping those a secret okay i can can like some ideas of who you like to have you don't have to name specific people just some general ideas because we're manifesting Okay, is that what happens? Yes, manifesting. We're manifesting. (laughs) Okay, I there's a few people that I want to talk to. Some of them are friends of ours um, that I (laughs) 
<laughs> I just looked at something crazy. Uh, there are a few of them are friends of ours that I think that are really, like their internet presence is really um, unmatched. Um, and they have like unique takes on like popular culture. And I think that is, you know, just hearing kind of like their takes on stuff would be very interesting. Um, I guess the specific person, I'm not going to say their name, but like, um, we've, I've been following this person for a really long time, like on the internet in general. And so they've always been just kind of have a different perspective and very on it. They always seem like they're very on, like their finger on the pulse or whatever, or not even on the pulse. They're like ahead of the game. And so, um, definitely want to talk to this particular person. I also want to talk to, I want to talk to somebody who's like dropped a movie. I don't know. Okay. When, when Nia DaCosta decides to like drop her film mm-hmm. on the candy, mm-hmm. talk to us, Nia. Uh, that would that would be awesome. I think that would be like really cool if we're to manifest this. Mm-hmm. Um, especially you being someone who likes horror. Um, I mean, she's already seen like she's in the in her bag. <laughs> Because she's directing Captain Marvel too. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, I haven't seen Captain Marvel. We've already discussed superheroes and why I do not usually watch them. But that's really cool for her. Um, I wish people would stop getting on her about this movie. Just let them drop the movie, whatever they want to drop the movie. Yeah. <laughs> at, this, at this point, if it's not coming out this time, I guess it might come out in April or whatever. But at this point, like, I don't know why people are getting so aggy with her. Like, Jesus Christ, chill out. Um, I'm trying to think. Like, I really want to talk to more, like, like independent filmmakers. Um, I know there's people that, like that are on Twitter that have been kind of like making like really cool things on their own. Um, that would be really fun to talk to. Cause we haven't really talked to anybody who's like in the industry or whatever. So, um, and just kind of like how like their process is. So that'd be, that'd be pretty fun. Um, just the fact that anybody wanted to talk to us this year was a miracle <laughs> to me. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't believe somebody says here, will you talk to us about movies? Yeah. And talk to us in front of our students. You like yeah. our students? <laughs> so, shout out to Oxenville College. Because I can't yeah. believe that. I still can't believe that happened. <laughs> <laughs> I really can't. I just can't believe that happened. Um, but yeah, who who are you? On, who's on your wish list? Um, I would like to talk to Joe Biden about student loans. Um <laughs> <laughs> Is he even gonna talk to us? Is he even gonna? Last no. I heard he was telling somebody to be grateful or some shit. So I was like, okay. <laughs> I see we pushing them real far left, aren't we? Um, no, I feel like it would be really cool um, to talk to like um, other hosts of podcasts again, like we did um, this year. Um, I really enjoyed that the interviews and guests um, that we had this year. Also, it would be cool to talk to um, filmmakers as well to yeah. get more insight into how films are made because that is like my dream to make a movie. 
Aww. Um, oh, baby, Brittany in her little director's chair. Um, to be on my David Cronenberg. Oh, my God. And <laughs> make something happen. Please, for the love of God. <laughs> um, but I think that would be really nice. Um, and it would be really cool to talk to women filmmakers. Um, yeah. And just, you know, have a guess and talk about a movie they enjoy. Yeah, I definitely wish we could start, like, frame. I like the the, the framing of, like, around your favorite movie. Like, mm-hmm. what, what kind of gets you... It kind of gets you going because like when we had Danielle um, on and she said the Lion King and I was like, wait, what? I was not prepared for that at all. So I feel like learning somebody's favorite movie is like a good way to learn about them as people and like hearing kind of like how they connect with it, especially as like children because usually your favorite movie comes from when you're like a child. And so... I feel like that would be really, really, really insightful. So. Yeah. 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 We are expanding and manifesting, achieving our goals. Goal achievement <laughs> unlocked. <laughs> uh, okay. So I, I guess this will be my last question for you. Um, which would be kind of like, what is the one movie that you would recommend someone watch um, that you watched this year? Ooh. Um, let me... <laughs> Ooh. Was that, was that too much? <laughs> think on that. Okay, the one... Other I mean, it can be multiple. You could do multiple. That I watched this year that I would recommend that others watch... Mm-hmm. That is not something that I rewatched a million times. Okay. I mean, you could do something. I guess you could do do like a rewatch and do like a okay like something new. That might be fun. Um. So we okay. We didn't talk about it. Um. Here, like, and I really wanted to do an episode on it, and maybe we will in the future. Um, but a movie that I watched that was it piqued my entry because in um piqued my interest because of the controversy around it was cuties. Um, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we said we were gonna, oh, but we have a pairing for it, yes, so we will cover it in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like if you listen to Black Girl Film Club, I feel like you need to watch Cuties, like it's not a perfect film, but it's a film that's needed. Um, mm-hmm. because you don't get many films from about like girls growing up. And not everything about being a young woman and being an adolescent girl is neat, if that makes sense. And if you watch Cuties, you'll figure out why. Like, yeah. And I don't know how to. It's it's the same thing with like Euphoria. Um, Can we? I was gonna say it's it's, it's the same Euphoria. kind of thing. So, um, it's a film that I feel like it's necessary. Um, it's not a perfect film. 
there are some aspects in it. I was like, okay, what the fuck's happening here? But <laughs> <laughs> um, it was like, where, where's, where's the child's parents? But you understand why the child's parents is not there because there's a lot of stuff going on at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like more people need to watch Cuties. What happened to the director was outrageous. People need to be held accountable. And it was... To me, it was disgusting what how she was treated by not only Netflix, but Ashley said in a previous episode, like by everyone who had targeted and harassed her about her film. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was absolutely disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like her her treatment was it was deplorable. It was. I mean, ciao. <sighs> So, who child? So, a new film for me would be Cuties, and a rewatch. I would say, uh, well, another cute film that I don't know if many people saw. Well, it's an older film. Okay, I got two more. I'm sorry. Another okay, film. Fine. Um, that I watched. It was a new to me. Um, it was a kind of like an indie film. It was called The Weekend, and it was on Netflix. Ooh, Not Netflix. It was the, on Hulu. Um, is that the one with the guys, the two guys that meet? Wait, no, that's not it. No, there's a film um, called Weekend that that's okay. Yes, keep going. It's <laughs> um about like um the this um girl and her friend go to like a bed and breakfast for a weekend mm-hmm. and it's a really cute movie um it stars one of the actresses she recently left like she was one of the um few black actresses that were on um saturday night live um and it's a really cute like rom-com i guess that's what you consider it okay. so i really enjoyed that and then i also recently like, watched cactus flower which I didn't expect to enjoy, so I would also recommend that. Now, take Cactus Flower with a grain of salt, guys. Okay. Okay, so this is a movie from the 60s. 1969, so very old. Okay, so it's a movie. It's a romance with Walter Matthau and Goldie Hawn. So. How old was he and how old was she? I don't know. He probably was like 3,000 years old. She was probably like 19. <laughs> he could have been literally 29. I don't know his age. He looked old, but that's just his lifestyle. Well, he was so, born in 1920 and she was born in 1945. So, shit, I don't. He was old. 25, he played a, 25 years old in that? Yeah, shit. Ugh. But there are some elements in Cactus Flowers, like trigger warnings on that is not for like assault or anything, but there is like, um, how to frame like a suicide attempt. Okay. Yeah. So trigger warning for that. Um, but cactus flower was an interesting movie to watch. Um, because I had never watched a um movie with a Walter Matthau 
in it outside a grumpy old man to see him young and vibrant? I know. Isn't that like the thing that oh, keeps happening to <laughs> And have him try to romance a Goldie Hawn was weird. Um, and I didn't expect to like it. And it was also like one of those films that took place in the 60s. So it had a lot of like flowers and like dancing in it. And it, I don't know how to describe it. It, it was a cute film, even considering like the trigger warning with it. Yeah. And I like, again, consider the trigger warning with my recommendation. Okay. And for you, what would uh, you recommend okay, for a watch? I have a few. I can't believe, you know, it's so weird to see like Walter, Walter Matthau. I'm trying to think if I've seen a Walter Matthau movie. I've never seen Grumpy Old Men. Oh, wait, I've seen Hello, Dolly. But I don't remember him being in there. So I must have not realized that was him. Um, no, I've never seen most of the... Well, I've seen Dennis the Menace. But he was very I'm... old in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, I. you know what? I mean, I love a good um, old... Was it, Would you call this a musical? It's not quite a musical. There... It's not a musical. It has like a dance scene, but not like a musical scene. It's just like they're at a club. Like he at a club. At the curb. Okay. And they go dancing. Goldie Hawn won an Oscar for this. Should say. It is a supporting actress. And a Golden Globe. It was a it was a cute movie. Like I was like, oh. Hmm. Where'd you watch this on? Did you rent it? At that time, I watched it on Criterion Channel. Oh, okay. So it might not be. It might be there. It might not be there. Okay. Um. Well, that sounds cute. Look at these. I thought you were talking about Weekend, like the movie Weekend, um, which is about like two men who like hook up one weekend and then they like have all these like existential crises <laughs> with each other or whatever. It's like a, it's a British film. I watched it like a long time ago, um, but I think it's still, I think it comes on Netflix like every so often or it might still be there. Um, but yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about. But I never heard of The Weeknd. That's on a Hulu, is it? Mm-hmm. It's from 2018. I may be watching this. An hour and 26 minutes. I can do that. And Daniel from Insecure is in it. He be popping up and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, wasn't he in the <gasps> photograph? Oh, because they have the same director. Who the photograph in in and the weekend? Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah. I've never seen I've never heard of her. She's gonna direct did you know there's gonna be a Whitney Houston biopic? Oh, okay. Called I want called I Wanna Dance with Somebody. That should be interesting. It's coming out in 2022, God willing. Okay. Um, interesting. Okay. Yeah, that sounds cute, actually. Um, I love a good weekend getaway movie. I think those are really sweet. Um, so yeah, and also, like, <laughs> cuties. 
Oh, y'all were shitty for that one. I won't forget it. And also this whole discussion about euphoria and all that. Like, I, not to make this episode any longer than it needs to be, but ugh. so, um, yeah, we'll come back to that uh, whenever we actually do a pairing on these two. So uh, on the two movies that we are thinking about doing um, together. So, um, yeah. So mine, I I picked three. Um, strangely, they're all foreign films, <laughs> um, which isn't on purpose. But um, I I'm going to go with um, the first one is a movie called Baccarat, which is a Brazilian movie. Um, basically, it's they they kind of bill it in a weird way because I've heard everything from like sci-fi to like a western and I guess it might have some like western type elements to it but I wouldn't really say that it definitely it doesn't have sci. I mean it has a sci-fi quality at first and then you realize it's not what you think it is um so it's about a um, basically this small village in like the outskirts of like Brazil. So like the kind of like the Northern territories, um, really far away from like most major cities. And it's like this like community that's kind of sustains itself. Um, basically by all the people working together, like there's like a doctor and there's, um, they have to get like water trucks delivered. Like that's how far remote they are. Um, and they are under threat of being pushed out of their entire town basically um it's not just like gentrification as like we know it where you like you're you know some people open a cupcake shop and then all of a sudden your rent is like you know two thousand dollars a month or whatever this is like genuine like displacement like we are trying to get you and this whole thing that you got right here we're trying to move you out of here <laughs> and um it's very interesting to watch um, because then all of a sudden it turned into like the most dangerous game. Mm. And if you know anything about that, then you know exactly what I mean. Mm. So, uh, so it's, it's very, it's very interesting how, um, it's done. I was expecting, cause when you say sci-fi, I'm thinking like aliens are coming down from the sky. I'm thinking like cowboys and aliens, I guess you say sci-fi Western, but, um, that's not really what it is, but it's also very interesting to see people, uh, sell out their own for money. Um, and there's also a very good scene where the person who has sold out, uh, one of their own for money, um, who thinks they're like white people who are swiftly told they are not like white people <laughs> and that they look white, but they are not like white people. And I was like, Ooh, face crack. Some people need to be here. Not straight up. Sometimes, sometimes white people be moving. I'm like, do you know that you're not? Like, you don't fit. Like, they don't think that you. <laughs> do you know that? Ooh. Um, yeah. And so, I'm gonna say the other movie I am going to recommend is a movie called Monos, which is a um maybe like a kind of a Lord of the Flies type thing where like these teenage gorilla soldiers. Um, I feel like it's in Colombia. Yeah, it's an, it's a Colombian movie. Another movie that's not in English. Um, and they, 
they like take people hostages and stuff. I don't know who they work for. It's very, it's a very weird sort of thing because it's it's like these kids have been trained, almost like paramilitary style, um, by like some unseen group of people. Um, but they're like all just children. Like I feel like the oldest one had to be like fifteen or something. It also stars um little man from from Hannah Montana. What was his name? Rico. Remember Rico? Did you ever watch Annie Montana? Uh, yeah. Okay, so, like, the little kid who used to come bother her, his name is Rico. He's in this movie, and he's actually really, really good. Mm. I was like, oh, we're, like, you're scary. <laughs> like, you're tiny, but you're scary. Um, And that movie's on Hulu. Um, If you decide to watch it, um, it's very... It can be kind of violent. Um, and they also decide to take someone hostage. So um, if you're not into that, don't watch it. But I thought it was a really well done movie. And I was waiting on that movie for a, like at least like I want to say like a year and a half or something. Like I heard about it and couldn't find it anywhere. So um, and my last movie is going to be a movie that was recommended to us, um, which is I Lost My Body, mm. which like. I watched it and it was so good. Mm. Like, I thought it was so sad. It was sad. It was sad, but it was like really nicely done. And then it was also kind of like a little creepy because you got like this little hand that's, that's traversing the streets of Paris um, to find its body. And you kind of learn more about... Um, said body and like kind of what his story is um dev patel is the voice of the uh, guy in the english version which i was supposed to watch the i was supposed to watch the french version but i haven't yet um but just hearing dev's voice since i still haven't seen the green knight just hearing his voice <laughs> was really great and that was recommended to us by um danielle from young gifted and abroad um on her episode when we talked about the lion king so um yeah shout out to you danielle this shit was good <laughs> i was very into it it's like very it's 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 a quick watch but it was it was a little sad in parts and um it's really nicely like nicely done in terms of like animation and stuff and it's a really um yeah it's a really affecting film i liked it hmm. I'm going to add some of those to my list. I definitely think you should watch I Lost My Body. It's on my list. I just yeah, keep forgetting my list. <laughs> that's a Netflix movie. Um, so if anybody's interested, it's on there. And I think they have the they have the French version and the English version. I think there's a couple other languages but um yeah it's originally a french movie but um if you want to hear dev patel's sweet voice listen to the english version or watch the english version i guess so yeah we've come to the end of our episode we've spent a long time talking (laughs) yeah but we're here we're here we did it we made it through 2020 by the skin of our teeth. Look at us. Look at look at us. <laughs> look at us. 
<laughs> Did you ever think you'd be here? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. But uh, yeah, so I guess we should say where, where the people can find us. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at the OK Girl Film Club. You can also check us out on Instagram at Black Girl Film Club. You could check out our website at blackgirlfilmclub.com. And you could, of course, listen to us wherever you subscribe to podcasts. So on SoundCloud, on Spotify, and iTunes, or Apple Podcasts, of course, at Black Girl Film Club. And if you want to like send us an email or have any questions for us, you can email us at blackgirlfilmclub at gmail.com. That's right. We're everywhere. Yes. And as always, we want to thank everyone for listening. Um, we really appreciate the support. Without you, we wouldn't be here. And we've said it like a million times, but we would just be shouting into the void. Um <laughs> And we would we would absolutely continue to do so, um, but we really really appreciate your support. Yeah, thanks to um, everybody who kind of uh, you know messaged us, added us, and retweeted us, shared our episodes. Um, you know, thanks to our uh, we had a sponsor this year um, by Super Yaki. So shout out to Andrew; he's a total sweetheart. And uh, thank you to Occidental College for inviting us to speak on your program. I can't believe, once again, that somebody actually sat there and said, hey, those two girls, (laughs) those two girls are an authority on filmmaking. (laughs) Let's have them talk to our students. Um, That was really cool. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else who's like specifically. Shout out to Danielle. and Libby for Libby. Um, coming on our show. And Davlin, who was our early guest. And Davlin, yes, thank you for coming. And then also, um, I think it's Lucia from from the Micromania Film Festival. That was yes. so long ago that we did that. But that happened this year, too. So, I mean, in a year of things getting canceled and fucked up, um, I mean, we, we were here. So we did some things. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, we don't know even know what we're doing next. I already got my campaign going. Um, she does. Yeah, so. I do. So it should be a really good time. Everybody stay safe for the new year. Yeah. Um, you know, don't get in trouble. You shouldn't be anywhere anyway. We're in a Pythagorean. We're in a Panini. Yeah. We in that. Combination pizza at <laughs> ooh, I, ooh, I wish I was in one of them, honestly. <laughs> we are in a personal pan pizza. Ooh. Damn. Ooh, I wish I was in one of them. Remember the personal pan pizzas from the Book It thing? Did you ever do Book It? Yeah. You read the books and you got the... Girl, them pizzas used to hit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my little ass would be reading some books. So, all right. But um, as always, we love you guys. Thank you. And thank you for sticking around with us in 2020. Yeah, thanks. Okay. There's nothing else to say, right? No. Go watch some movies, you guys. Yes, do that. Bye, guys. Bye. (laughs) Bye.